Pod 27. 27. Another one. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas or Eve. Or happy holidays to anybody. Who doesn't celebrate else. Christmas? Indeed. Um, well, I feel so like we haven't recorded in mad long. Huh? Why do I feel like we haven't recorded in mad long? Because it was last Thursday... And we've been used to doing it twice a week. It felt like super long when you were away in Vegas. I was there longer than I thought I was going to be, though. We ended up going an extra day. So I was supposed to be back that Thursday. And we would have done a a recording virtually then, like today. How did How did you guys just have an extra day? I guess because what happened was is Jodani, he he misread the information when they said that uh, we had to stay a little bit longer because they were like, oh, yeah, we changed your your stay. And when we both looked at it like a month and a half before, we just assumed yeah. that nothing really changed because our time that we got in was the same. But we didn't realize that they scheduled us to stay an extra day. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, for our flight. So then we we're like, all right, well then we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do. Huh. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a while though. Yeah, we've been because we've been on. Uh, two twice a week for how long? Hasn't it been at least like a month and a half? At least like, yeah, I'd say that. I really be losing track because when did we start? We started in the summer. I know it was like real nice out when we started. Maybe June. Huh. No, it was um it was the beginning of August. We should really find end. out the exact day so we know when we have our anniversary. Our anniversary. Oh. We should know that. It's going to be so cute. I wouldn't use that word, but <laughs> it'll yes. be nice yeah it would be um, nice what's been new with you uh nothing much um yes Bobby. uh nothing much just got back it's been pretty good uh still quarantining yeah so i have a few more days three days and we'll see what's shaking but <laughs> what's shaking yeah, hopefully it's not some random thing. It's like uh, where people, I've heard some horror stories of people like they just get back from wherever. And they're like, yeah, and just one day I just, in the middle of my meal, I just lose all taste. I just hope it's not one of those. Oh, wow. Really? You've heard people say that? Mm-hmm. Girl who had it was wow. like, yeah, that's how she, how she believed she had it. Because in the middle of her meal... uh she was just eating whatever and then she just lost all taste she's like wow i definitely got it so huh hopefully i'm not one of those taste is weird because i feel like i was thinking about i was eating some ice cream the other day ice cream loses its luster like after the first bite oh yeah it's not the same like bite one and bite 20 are not equal 
for ice cream. No, not at all. I feel like every bite, like, after the first bite, if you're, like, eating it, like, consistently. Yeah. Uh, It just, like, doesn't taste like anything anymore. Mm. After that first few bites. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I can definitely hear that. What's shaking with you but, over there? Um, I got this new book that's like it's about buddhism and yeah. also the have you uh, been reading it or has it been one of those books that's like i got it no nah, i've been reading it mm. i'm like on the first <laughs> chapter or like halfway through the first chapter mm. but it's like about the 12 steps of the fellowship i belong to uh. and how Buddhist principles like tie in with the twelve steps. It's very similar. I was from yeah. from the jump when we were talking about. It, I was like, hey, this seems like so close to other things I've seen in other religions, not even just Buddhism. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It's like a new sort of perspective on the the twelve steps, and it's definitely caught my attention. Mm. Um, I also, I was yesterday, so our buddy Mike wanted to help me out with getting a computer. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's like a computer guy and he wanted me to play like different computer games with him. And he, so he also just wanted to give me like a birthday gift. So he helped me, uh, we, we went to the computer store with the intention of being like, Oh, we're going to go like research what parts we should be getting so we can like build this computer. Yeah, but we yeah. both we both like hardly have any knowledge on like how to build a computer. Mm. So we were going to like sort of just like go ask questions, try to like figure out what we need to do and what we need to buy. Yeah. Um but the guy the guy there like basically was like it's not really worth building cuz we got like pre-built ones here already that are like already put together you can bring it home and just like Go. start playing mm. right um but like i did want to be like careful because i don't want i didn't want to get a computer that like i can't upgrade mm -hmm. down the line and which is what you need really in a computer right that's like the main like in the whole like console versus PC thing, like that's one of the main arguments is that you can't upgrade consoles, but you can upgrade your computer. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy the upward price that you can pay for a computer, though. It's pretty ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, it's nuts. One of the guys I'm watching, he spent like three thousand dollars. He's a professional gamer, though. He spent like three thousand dollars on his build, and he's like, that's just unrealistic for most people, but. Playing yeah. it and looking at it is ridiculous. I bet, dude. Yeah. I'm, like, amazed by, like, what I got. You're um, at 144 hertz, which is really, still pretty good. Yeah. It was so... Because I switched... I started it out at, like, 59, and then I switched it. It's so much smoother. Are you playing at 120 now? Yeah, I put, I put it down to 100 because I thought that was, like, what was causing the issues with my games, but mm -hmm. I... It turns out that I just had to update my drivers. Ah, uh, okay, that's so, usually a common thing. So I'm gonna turn that back on to one to one forty four. Yeah, you're gonna, like, you'll notice a huge difference, bro. No more blurring so out. Move. 
Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It's just crazy how smooth it is. Mm. And I've been playing Valorant, too. I just started playing Valorant. Oh, yeah. People were saying... People were saying like that was hard to run, but that's running real smooth for mine. Because you have to do P. It has to be a PCC. The power that you have can run it now. Yeah, it's dope. I feel so powerful. Yeah, if you uh, yo, <laughs> I would be. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's worth. Don't let it get about. to my head. Huh? Don't <laughs> let it get to your head. Don't let me get <laughs> computer power crazy. Yeah. Right? Word. Um, but dude, going to that store is so intimidating. There's mm. like. Ugh, so many things there's so many motherboards that just mm. like have like different numbers or different like n- like animals attached to their name it'll mm. be like the lion mx <laughs> yeah everything like, has like dragon in it yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it's like i don't i don't have any idea like what's going on what they're different it's crazy it really humbles you t- shows you what you don't know yeah, right? I didn't know shit yeah. about computers, bro. I still don't. I yeah. mean, I felt like a computer genius when I found out last night about the drivers. I was like, oh, I just got to update my graphics yeah. drivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it Suddenly, I'm a computer genius. Yeah. You'll pick up more um, and more. Yeah. I was like, I was upgra- updating the graphics things uh, last night, and... It's through, like, my graphics cards website or, like, how it's connected to the computer. It's called Radeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I updated them, it was weird. It's, like, it definitely, like, controls the whole computer. It definitely, like, has a full control over the computer because at the end of it, it was, like, it showed me, like, a weird, like, red eyeball. It okay. might have just been like it might not have been an eyeball, but it sort of looked like an eyeball. Like I had like a pupil looking thing, mm-hmm. and it was red. And it was like, it was a checkbox for uh, allow Radeon to collect like anonymous data or something. That's weird. Yeah. Um, What'd you say? No. Yeah, I said no because yeah. we're fucking paranoid freak there's enough companies that have all your data so yeah or have a lot of your data another thing was um we talked to the computer guy and i was i was asking him because i actually recently got a cheaper computer if you don't know listeners oh really Uh, recent that was like yeah six months ago like middle of quarantine maybe not even that but uh i got a cheaper computer it was just like a pre-build that my friend gave me it was like you know, cheaper and didn't run games that well, but I had, uh, you know, like a antivirus system on that computer. Right. And I was asking the computer guy if I could just like transfer that over to this computer or like whether I need, if I'm like keeping my gaming or keeping my computer activities to just gaming, like, do I necessarily need a, uh, you know, an antivirus? And he was saying, like, they all sort of have, like, become, like, a racket. Like, all the antivirus systems, like, sort of... Because the way it happened to me, like, I felt like they were sort of trying to just, like, swindle me. Mm Because I would... I would log into my computer and every time I would be like, oh, your IP address is, like, visible or something Mm -hmm. and then it would be like oh try this like our ip hider oh yeah you need this vpn to like hide that would yeah 
it would be like a small fee, but it's like a monthly fee mm -hmm. for like that specific service of like hiding your IP or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like the next day it would be like, oh, all your cookies are like visible. Add $3. Yeah, add another yeah. $3, right? Yeah. So the computer guy even said, he was like, yeah, like they're just like trying to, you know, make their money and like mm. it's sort of like it's not like a scam but it's like i mean it's sort of like a scam yeah they're kind of just like uh not abusing it but they're trying to get more out of you they're trying to squeeze you dry right and they're sort of like using i mean i don't have any knowledge really for like web security and shit so they're kind of like capitalizing on our like people's general lack of knowledge for mm cybersecurity it's stuff. a whole new thing though it's it's just most people it's gonna be people i think will be more educated on it as they start using yeah. the internet more in the coming years mm -hmm. because it's just people have no idea what is going what they what happens when they use their phone or what happens when they surf the web like where right. that information it, is going and who can use it so it's like almost it sort of ties back to the social dilemma thing where like data is like we are the we're the product because like we yeah. supply the data or whatever yeah you know like data is really becoming a commodity and like it's weird how it's like evolving oh yeah we talked how, about like, it yeah we talked about it last pod how like it's weird because we're in a new we're in a new era where before it was just data was just free flowing and now companies are so large and have all of this data on people that they don't even know what to really do with it or they'll right. outsource their their data to other companies for storage like that's pretty much what mm -hmm. uh what at what uh amazon's cloud service is like a bunch of companies use it like netflix uses it uh audible uses it a bunch of massive companies use it just to offsource data and even Apple and even Amazon doesn't know exactly what to do with it all. So now they're outsourcing it to another company to just organize it all. So it's going to get worse. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean, the companies are just going to get better at creating the, uh, the images of you that Netflix was using in the social dilemma. Right. It's really crazy. Yeah, it is really interesting. Data and, and stuff. It'll go, it's just like, I'm going to talk about it more in my section too later. Um, in one of my uh, topics. So, Word, yeah. I'm about to talk about a little more of it too. Because I was just... I looked more into it because it, it got me thinking like what type of, you know, different sort of like economies or like what different jobs might be involved in all this like you know antivirus cybersecurity oh, yeah. type of business and so i just like sort of looked into it online and um i guess recently i think december 10th this month okay. um this That's company really called yeah called FireEye got hacked okay um it's one of the most well-known info security companies in the world and apparently it's like the go-to company when anybody uh, gets like breached or like hacked into um, because it specializes in incident response and data breach investigations. Okay. Um, 
So apparently they got hacked, which is like crazy because they're like who people go to when they when, when they other get, people hacked. get hacked. Right. Mm. Yeah. So. And it's it's interesting because like I guess they haven't like identified who hacked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said targeting and hacking FireEye if you're a nation state or just a cybercrime group makes a lot of sense. If you can get a if you can get your hands on the incident response reports, you can learn about other potential targets weaknesses. Mm. So they got it's weird how hacking works. I don't like fully understand it, but mm. it's like you break into one thing and like you gain access to a whole lot of like other information that mm. you can use to like get into other things and it's like a weird little like sort of like portal (laughs) sort of you know what i mean Mm. but it's weird that it's also weird that i've never heard of this company right and it's yeah that's why i was confused you're like oh yeah it's one of the most well-known info security yeah right i mean that's just like what it says in the article you know but like i wonder why like I feel like this should be news if this is like a huge hack and it like could like lead to other breaches in security because it's like a huge security breach, which means like if it's if weird. I want to talk about how, what you like you're saying, like, because I, I completely understand it when you're like, why isn't this a bigger story? Why isn't it on the news? And I think right. it's like a complete theory that it it has to be because people it's not that they don't care, but it's just that people don't understand things that they can't physically see or yeah. can physically touch because it it's so abstract for most people and they don't understand the importance of your data and keeping it secure. So like, right. even if the news was to talk about it, it would take four other steps just to explain what, yeah <laughs> like the security system is like how it's in the cloud how it's not like right. you can't just destroy it you know what i mean it's it'd be confusing for like the mass to get right um it is just like but i feel like the scale is just so big that it should have been like maybe it was on the news but i definitely i mean it didn't cross my path hearing about it because hmm. like if you think if this is like actually like the most secure sort of network or company then like pretty much any anything could be like compromised hmm. and this uh I, I'm, I'm curious because this happened what two weeks ago pretty much yeah i think it said it said december 10th yeah i'm curious uh how it's going now because that was a whole two weeks ago. I wonder uh, it, I, if I had to guess how it... I think that things like this, when large companies this huge get hacked, either it's by somebody who's a savant at hacking or it's internal, which I think it's more likely that it was probably internal. Or somebody knew information about yeah. FireEye and was able to hack hack into it. That's true. That's the other like weird thing about hacking is like pe- like companies will like pay people to try to hack them so they can improve their security. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. You know? It's something where you want the best talent. Like, I know um, it's just, and it's hard, and it's difficult to be such a huge company that's on the cutting edge of things like this because if one person that you hired decides that they want to go work for somebody else or be a part of another company, they can use some they of that information. They got all that information, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, I think uh, Tesla had a lawsuit recently. I think the company's it's called Xpeng. It's a Chinese-based yeah. automotive company, and they ended up hiring one of Tesla's uh, uh, previous employees. And what's interesting about Xpeng is that they're using a lot of Tesla's patents because they let their patents go to the public, so people could be better at creating electric cars. So they pretty much mm-hmm. created cars that look exactly like theirs and got someone from their full self-driving team to come over. And a lot of the stuff that they're doing is very, very similar. A lot of it just based on like the guy outsourced like a, a 40 hours worth of data or 40 gigabytes worth of data from his computer and then wiped his history searches clean from his company computer it's a lot of, like shifty stuff, and I'm sure something similar might have happened with FireEye. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. That's um. God, that's crazy. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about because remember we and we were also talking about uh, Lordstown Motors. We were talking about them and how how really oh, yeah. uh, good engineering is hard to find. So right, right. when another company is somewhere else, they want to pull that that those uh that talent from other companies and build their own Mm -hmm. so it's i I, it's a common thing it's is yeah it's definitely a really common thing so probably something like that yeah it's fascinating all this like hacking and like computer coding and how it's on the rise oh yeah and it's and it's different now because it's just it's always just going to be more and more of it. Like the data is probably the most important things that we have right now, realistically. Spare some data, please. Any data, Seriously. please. Any data, please. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about um, is, I guess, I read this article about the fake wealth industry which i guess is a industry or economy that has been created from youtubers and instagrammers like sort of flexing wealth when they like don't really have it for like fostering their following okay which is pretty normal is it i like i don't I don't know. I'm not necessarily like drawn to, you know, people just having money and stuff. But are you? Well, I'm not drawn to it, but that's it is a normal thing where that's what Instagram, YouTube, uh Twitter at times, even Snapchat, definitely TikTok where people just show off their really wealthy or show off their riches or fake riches so that they can get a following 
It's kind of like chicken yeah. before the egg. If you if you make it look like you're super rich and wealthy, you'll probably gain more followers and be able to turn yeah. that into wealth. Maybe, yeah. I guess that's a good point. It's just like, I feel like I see so much bullshit on the internet of like stupid Supreme shit. Mm. Like everybody's wearing Supreme and just like mm. having anything Supreme is like super cool and mm. whatever. Um, but it's funny like the lengths that these Instagrammers and YouTubers are going. Um, s- there was this one instance that there was a tweet showing influencers hiring out a Los Angeles photo studio staged to look like inside of a private jet. and uh i guess it was like for 64 bucks an hour influencers and their friends can pretend they've chartered a plane what isn't that wild (laughs) we should do that (laughs) that's in you know what's really crazy los angeles of course like when, when i when i was in vegas it was my friend literally said like if Instagram was a place, it'd be Las Vegas. Everybody's just trying to like fake flaunt and act like they have a bunch of money. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Granted, That's him crazy. and I, him and I wanted to get a like to rent like a Lamborghini, but that was more so like <laughs> we want to drive a Lamborghini, to not drive like it. Yeah. we're gonna clout chase because right, right. You know what I mean? Having this Lamborghini is gonna make us look cool. It's like I'm trying I would to drive love fast. To drive a Lambo. <laughs> Yeah. Did you got you guys didn't do it? You would have took pictures. Oh yeah, I, but we know now that next time that we go on that trip because we have to go back when things look up. Right. That that's something that we're gonna budget for before we go. Like. Oh word. Yeah, we're gonna get that Lamborghini. Remember when we took pictures in in front of my uh, neighbor's car, the Mercedes. No way, nah, I don't. <laughs> I remember just one night we like we used to I posed. I remember specifically like I posed in front of the Mercedes. Yeah. Just like pretending it was mine. Yeah, that but, was like, years ago though. Not. We were like Yo, yeah, that was bad long ago. We had to I be think teenagers. We still been in high school. Yeah, yeah, we had to be teenagers. It wasn't like we were adults doing that. Right. I, this this story reminded me of it though. Yeah. I like just cars just, and I like all that stuff, but I don't know if I'm gonna be spending money to fake being on a jet. Like sixty four bucks, bro, if we took like a sick photo and really like we could caption it DTMS check. Going up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but that's the thing, like we because we were talking about the the promotion on on different sites like instagram has a version of it where you can promote your your post Mm -hmm. and you could net what you do uh so 64 dollars for an hour of taking photos that's plenty so you spend 94 dollars less than 100 bucks you could probably reach thousands of people and you'll have photos making it look like you're super rich or like your your podcast is like at that level you know what i mean right yeah that's true people just believe what they see so those projected numbers 
on Instagram though, like for the reach. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're like sort of exaggerated because when I did that ad one time, it said like it was gonna reach like a th- like thirteen hundred people, mm-hmm. and like we barely got any traction from it. I mean, we definitely got some sort of traction, but it was not nearly as much as it projected. I think that it wasn't. De- well, there's a lot of things that go into it though. There's a lot of right variables that deal with it, but. And it also depends what we're posting. Yeah. So if I'm sure if we've if we did that consistently, we would see a change. Some growth, yeah. Yeah, and and it's different because we're starting from a much smaller basis. So right. if your original following is only what, it was like fifty at the time? Um, or like maybe I think it was around a hundred. Like whatever. Around a hundred, yeah, less than a hundred, yeah. and it's tough to make that small of an account reach that many people anyway. Right. It would have been different yeah. if it was like a larger account. Maybe it would have reached that many people, but. But what we're getting at is, we need your help, listeners. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, we need all the help we can get. I um, thought what we were getting at is that we need to fly to L.A. and rent out this private jet and yeah or we could like make our own i think i can make up for him look like a jet yeah that's definitely crazy it is um another like funny thing is that people just there's like a market for empty designer bags and boxes that like people just buy online wait empty supreme boxes empty like gucci boxes and people will like, you know, either post them on their posts or like maybe just like have them in the background. So like they look like, you know, they're not like she didn't they didn't mean to put them there, but they were just there because they mm-hmm. got so much money. You know, I am kind of anti. I wouldn't say anti, but well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll use that word. I'm pretty much anti wealth flaunting. Or really any well, type flaunting, of flaunting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't see the point of it. Um, right. I guess maybe that's something for someone in a higher tax bracket, tax bracket to speak on. But <laughs> I think that's pretty ridiculous that people actually want to do something like that. Yeah, I know. But people are different. People are crazy. Um, yeah, Absolutely. People got their different reasons for doing things. Um, Mm. Towards the end of the article, I read that while you might think stacking up empty boxes is the definition of an anti-flex, according to the seller in the input mag piece, one of the influencers who bought Pandora boxes from her now has genuine sponsorship deals with luxury brands. Oh, yeah. Some people make it work in like some, some of those actions that people take like do work out for them yeah good it's just interesting like that a whole market sort of was created by like this whole fake wealth like the the whole thing was called like the fake wealth industry it's interesting Mm. and it's in it's real just that they worked it in backwards they literally made it seem like they were that they had it and that they had all this money and were able to flaunt it all and then Literally by doing they that, made it. they got endorsements. Yep. 
So yeah, it's cool. Real. Let's uh, we can try it sometime. We'll try to. Hey, fake it till you make it. Right. And we could go to some like studio and just make it look cool. You know, people would still they would love it too. Like get some fake watches, some fake fucking really expensive looking watches. Mm. They would love it. Yeah, it's they crazy where we're at up. now. That's how. Wouldn't you? That's where the world's at. Yeah. Excuse me. Cool. Um, you want to talk about? Yeah, we can. Um, fleet. Yeah. So one of uh, two subjects I had, I was really interested this week. News and uh, pretty cool news in the electric car field. Um, yeah, we talk about that often here, and uh, one of them I know people have probably heard of was the Apple Car. Uh, it's been a thing. It's been since about twenty sixteen. People have been talking about it and before i go on anybody who's thinking or gonna say like oh apple car will it have windows like you're not creative people have been making that joke for <laughs> almost four years now you're late i haven't heard that that's funny I yes like that. i know it's so for me it's annoying because yeah. everyone says it every time i bring it up they're like will it have windows i'm like bruh stop i get it <laughs> uh Great. But yeah, so it's called it's a code name Project Titan. Uh, they started it in November 2016. Uh, they've been. I was curious because I also wanted to see how it, how it was been moving and developing over the years. Um, Apple just to show that Apple does have a true play in this field. Um, they started about in 2015, but. Uh, November 2016, Apple had a statement to the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, NHTSA, um, attempting to get the ability to test drive self-driving cars on public roads, just like established automakers would. So they wanted to get uh, they wanted to get approval to do this, um, which they did. And uh, in April 2017, the following year. Uh, the California DMV added Apple to the list of companies that were granted permission to test self-driving vehicles in the state. So um, just pretty cool. So the technology they have now is just at the time was just fitted onto existing cars. So they use three Lexuses with drivers as backups. So they were doing their testing for a while. Um, and this is three years ago now, about to be four. And but I want to do preface the excitement that people will have over a potential Apple car. Um, but because just by saying in 2019, the California DMV did deem the Apple car worst in uh, for current full self-driving cars in terms of disengagements. So Apple was saying this was because it was uh, a really conservative version of full self-driving. So it cautioned the test drivers to always uh, intervene when necessary or earlier rather than later. So that's what they were saying. But just that's will be a preface that is what the California DMV has stated in 2019 about the Apple car. Um, these are still vehicles that are outfitted with the technology uh, 
So, but to say that Apple does have a real play because one of the two directions you can go with creating a vehicle that is capable of full self-driving is either LiDAR or, um, or cameras. So LiDAR, for people who don't know, uh, off the top of my head, I think it's light detection and ranging. It's just a way for uh, cars to send out a signal and then bounce it off of the surrounding area and then get an idea of where things are in space. So that's a little bit easier to do in the short term. And Apple has a play there because many of their phones today, the iPad Pro and the uh, iPhone Pro Max, both have LiDAR equipped on the phones. So... Oh, do they? So they can use... Yeah, so they can use this technology in different ways. Uh, And naturally, Apple has some of the best cameras, which in the long-term case, can build a stronger network for full self-driving. Um, yeah. LiDAR is a little bit expensive, but you really need a really strong AI and processor, which Apple also has really strong processors and mm-hmm. and uh, different ideas over how to create different batter- a battery pack that could save space. So... An increased range. So Apple does have a lot of existing technologies that work with, that work well with a vehicle. Uh, yeah. So it does have a lot of potential. And we were speaking earlier about data and how companies all want to have ownership of data. And what's interesting is that Apple years ago, I think it was 2017, tried to partner with a different with uh, I think it was, I think it was Hyundai. They wanted to partner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hyundai. I can, but they wanted to partner with a car company. But the the talks ended up dying down because the company they wanted to work with wanted to be in charge of the data, which Apple didn't want to do. So yeah. uh, Apple ended up just their data whores. Yeah, they want to keep the data in house. What's good about, but the thing about Apple, though, is that they're pretty good with not allowing users' data to just be mined and used. Uh, They bring a lot of different technologies to the phones and to their devices to let you know if companies are going to be using your data. I think in the most recent update, uh, it allows you to pick and choose which apps use your data when you switch between, between them. So you can actually uh, toggle that on your phone, which is pretty ahead of what yeah, other companies cool. are doing. It's just weird to see Apple trying to engage into like another market. I know, but it's and, like mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're like having trouble, you know, being the worst tested, whatever. Yeah, because they don't have any real experience with like road in cars. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly but, but yeah, that's you do make a good point that they have like crazy other technology that can be put to use once they like once they like figure out cars yeah it'll definitely be they're gonna make a good car like that's the thing yeah. and that's what's so interesting about them is that they're already the largest company in the world so and they already have so many overlapping technologies that it seems like it is 
the time and space. Tim Cook, the CEO, actually came out and said that there's going to be such a massive shift in the car industry that they think that it that's why they believe it's possible for them to disrupt it. Because a lot of the technology that's needed and necessary in creating electric vehicles and full self-driving vehicles, Apple already has a really good head start on. Yeah, that's true. Their chips are ridiculous. If people who don't know, the next the next iteration of Apple products will have new chips, the M1s for uh, their laptops, which just created such a, a massive gain in both power and efficiency. So they they have a lot of different technologies that work. They're yes, like sir. such a, um, ironically, a titan of oh yeah multiple industries now. Oh yeah. When you told me to, that they were doing this last night, I was like, oh, it's like Facebook making a phone, you know? Oh yeah, it's, it's just, exactly what it's like. Like one big company just trying to enter another market. Yeah, absolutely. I feel absolutely. like electric vehicles and. Also, even I don't know whether like cybersecurity is the right way to think about or like to categorize the market, but like data security. Yeah, yeah, we've talked like absolutely. Those are the two biggest growing markets right now because people have so much data, and there's literally companies that are being born just to protect your data. That's like the new. It's the new gold. The new gold rush is data and electric vehicles. Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. have any um, money invested into like data? Oh uh, yeah, I, we brought it up. Two of them. We brought. I brought them up on pod before. It was Snowflake and Palantir. They're both companies that are strictly for mining and protecting data. So oh, these shit, are the ones. Okay. I said these. I we were talking about these on pod probably like. It has to be close to like two months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I definitely have a strong feeling about that sector because it's so new. The companies that I'm yeah. talking about are two of the first of its kind. Right. And like there's only going to be more data. Absolutely. You know? So you're to, it's only going to be more companies. And that's the thing. That's the interesting part about it. You got to send me those... Uh companies then oh yeah palantir is real small now it's only trading at 30 dollars. but uh over the time that i bought it uh the the navy put 150 million into it and then the department of defense put another like 48 million into it to for contracts future contracts so and it also it has a it has Palantir is interesting. That's an interesting one. We could talk about that one later. We talked. I've already spoken about that one on Pod. Uh, yeah, I think it was Pod. I forget which Pod it was, but we talked about it recently. For those who who do listen consistently, we spoke about it. You probably do remember it. Uh, I'm missing which episode it was, but we've spoken about it before, so I'm not going to go into it again. Um, but absolutely, that's a huge one. Uh. So we'll see how uh, it goes for Apple. They're looking at a release date of 2024. Uh, They were supposed to actually have it by this year, but naturally 
you've seen how many things happened this year. And they also lost uh, the head of their development team uh, a few, uh, I think it was last year. So they kind of had to rework it. So now they're looking at actually creating their own vehicle instead of having the fleet that they were using before with uh, current Lexuses or current vehicles outfitted with the technology. Oh, they're going to have their own? Yeah, they're trying to create vehicles. their own vehicle, yeah. Word. So they've been That'll doing... That'll be cool to see. What were you going to say? That'll be like interesting to watch and like see how it looks and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know it's Apple. I'm, I'm a little skeptical on it because... I feel like I get enough notifications while I'm driving when I'm using maps on my phone and my watch. And yeah. it's just a lot. It's annoying sometimes. So I'm not, I drive an Apple car and I get five notifications on all of my devices. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's interesting how it'll go because we were talking off pod, we were talking about how. For a long time, people were saying Tesla is the Apple of electric cars. But what does that mean when Apple enters the market and becomes the <laughs> true Apple of electric cars, you know? Yeah. Well, Apple could be like the... The... Uh, the Nissan of electric cars right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about it like that? I guess is Nissan that good? Do you do you think the car's gonna have windows? Oh my gosh. Um What if it doesn't? But yeah, it was pretty interesting to see. Um in in back to Tesla being the Apple of electric cars, Elon Musk actually recently came out and said that he tried to sell the company to Tim Cook the CEO of Apple years ago, but test, uh, Tim Cook didn't want to do it. He didn't want to buy into it. So he tried to sell Tesla. Yeah. Elon Musk tried to sell Tesla to Apple years ago. Oh, wow. Really? And Apple didn't want to take it. Imagine the world that we'd be living in today. If Apple did it, you know, that'd be wild. Like, cause Right now, it's just conjecture talking about right. these cars from 2024, but by now, it would have been a reality. Yeah. Jeez. So how quickly it could have moved. Elon Musk is such a genius. Yeah, God. and I think he needs, he needs, I think he, I think that. Because we're, you're also saying this after we've been, I've been bloviating about him since day one of the podcast. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who don't even know, like, how much he knows. Because if you, if you go watch him and listen to him speak, you'll understand how little you know about things. He's that type of yeah. intelligence. Like, extremely smart people look at him and think he's extremely smart. So it's like you should listen to him a little bit more when he speaks on things. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's cool that he's like keeps like a slightly goofy. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, I hate smart people who who are too smart for themselves. Yeah, like Or think deep. that yeah, or think that they're too smart like that's not somebody you would want to be around and even work with, you know? That's why so many people flock to working for his companies. The two 
uh, most sought after companies to work out from work at from engineers around the world. This was a global survey done was Tesla and SpaceX. And it has to be for a reason. Yeah. And like every like all of his projects, well, most of his projects like are sort of like groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. Like concepts like conceptually PayPal was like, yeah, ahead of its time. Way so like ahead PayPal of its time. Was like PayPal's like basically like Venmo, but yeah, it came out like in the 90s. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, what if we like move money to the Internet? It's almost like Bitcoin, but yeah, not Bitcoin took it to another level. To... But right. But he was 100 percent correct with it. And but. Today, a lot of his projects are just based on trying to preserve humanity. That's really what they are at their basis. Yeah. And there's a trickle down to the technologies that we get in our everyday lives, but it's what it is. What a man. Yeah, so well, I'm curious to be watching how this Apple thing shakes out with the cars. Um, yeah, so as of t- April of 2019... Uh, California DMV stated that Apple had 69 vehicles and 110 drivers. So I'm sure that's subject to change. Uh, and it's due for a refresh on where the, where the, uh, the project is at. So it's curious. Do you know if there's, Hmm? is there like a universal outlet for electric vehicles right now no that's actually really crazy you're talking about that because uh just recently uh i want to say it's uh oh it is japan actually it was japan they were talk. they were curious about uh tesla's vehicles because now teslas to japan are being shipped with a an adapter because the electric vehicles in japan use a different outlet because they use different, oh, okay. they use uh their their charging network uses a different outlet to charge the electric vehicles, so Teslas yeah. had to be shipped with this dongle, to uh, to make it so that it could connect, and people have been asking like, hey, like are all why aren't all Teslas shipped with this? Because it would make it easier for, because some places in the U.S. use that same uh, charging port. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are like, well, why can't you ship them with all Teslas? Because it would make it much easier for me to travel and be able to go to any charging network, not just the Tesla supercharger network. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's something that I think is, it, it has to be mitigated because that's one of the, another boundary between making electric vehicles really mainstream is that they have to be able to be connected anywhere. It has to be just like gas. I could bring any car to any gas right. station and I can fuel up. I can't do that with electric cars. Some electric cars have different adapters. Some may, some are capable of uh, supercharging. Some aren't. Some don't have the, the, uh, the port for supercharging. So I think it's yeah. something that they'll, they'll, they'll have to create some kind of uh some kind of uniformity there but not right now yeah that just i just thought of that because i know like if they do that apple will definitely like make a different one you know yeah so you have to buy buy it separately yeah it'll be it'll be lightning cable no (laughs) usb-c they'll Uh, put their apple twist on it you know yeah and and it's funny because that's another thing that tim cook has come out and said was that he wanted 
to create their own charging network, which is confusing to me. Because, yeah, because you're so far behind and you don't even have a vehicle yet. So why would you want to create an infrastructure for that's for Apple it, you know? for you? Yeah. And MKBHG, like, a you uh, YouTuber buying... who does uh, technology reviews, asked Elon, he was like, hey, like, why don't more companies use the Tesla supercharging network? Why create their own or use a different one? And Elon came and said that, hey, like, they're low-key starting to use it or ask about using it because it's just so far ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um yeah, but just one last thing I wanted to touch on. It's pretty interesting too. Other things that are happening in the tech space. Uh the different hyperloops are getting approved and uh starting construction and having different milestones. And uh two that I want to talk about were um Virgin Hyperloop, which is the Virgin Group. Uh which is just, and uh, the other one is the Boring Company. Uh, is another, Virgin like Virgin Galactic? Uh, yes. So Virgin is just a is like a Virgin group. Airlines too. Yes. Are they all a part of the same thing? Yes. So Virgin is just a group of really wealthy investors who wanted to go into, uh, who wanted to create. Who it's like a it's like a pooling of money to do research into interesting things like this. So Richard Branson's like one of the main guys. And he and he's the head of the company. And they do different things like Virgin Galactic. We've talked about that on pod before. That's a uh, a spacefaring company. Uh Virgin Airlines, and naturally an airline. And then Virgin Hyperloop, which is a company trying to create a uh, new form of transportation, which is very powerful. Uh, Virgin, for one, uh, their first their first Hyperloop they want to create uh, and their developmental Hyperloop, actually, I think it was a few days ago, like three or four days ago, did its first uh, manned ride. So the first time people have actually ridden in a Hyperloop just happened uh, a few days ago. And they want to one day have a hyperloop that goes from los angeles to san francisco so from southern california to northern california and these hyperloops are so powerful it can get you there in 43 minutes which is half the time of an airplane and at a less how many miles per hour does it go it can reach up to 700 (laughs) what yeah (laughs) that's crazy it's absurd. So one of the ways that the Hyperloop is able to do this is that they they use uh, it's pretty much just a maglev train inside of a tube that has no air inside of it. So it's a vacuum sealed tube. So, uh, yeah, so it's tra- it's like the traditional maglev, but with that slight difference can make it so that there's no air resistance or little to no air resistance. They suck about 99.9% of the air out of the loop, which is really interesting. Uh, so what's cool about it is that it'll be a destination service. So each pod, you'll be getting on the pod with people who are going to your same destination. So it's not like a train where 
you're getting on the train with a hundred other people who are going to stops on the train, it'd be where, all right, everyone who's getting on this train is going from Los Angeles to San Francisco or is going from yeah. uh, Nevada to to uh, Arizona, something like that. There's not like multiple stops. It's just one go. Yeah. So that's how they're able to cut their times down so low. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I think this is deserving of its own full topic about speaking on how hyperloops work and, uh, the way that, the way that it's a groundbreaking technology. We can, I, I would love to go into that on another pod, but, um, just for today, we'll just talk about the the things that they're doing. Uh, Virgin Hyperloop was able to create, naturally, their first manned ride. And uh, they have a bunch of contracts all around the world. Dubai, the U.S. is the first one. Uh, I think nine total. So it's a really groundbreaking technology. The other one is the Boring Company. The Boring Company actually does tunnels. Uh, they're in Las Vegas right now, and they just got approved to do a a tunnel that will take them it's pretty much like a train train it's a train transit system that uses vehicles underground and propels them on a board on a skateboard through the city so it should mitigate a lot of above ground city traffic and uh what makes it so interesting is that it's been approved and it's not going to be paid for by taxpayers. So that's really that looks really good for ways to get this thing started. So Boring Company will pay for the tunnels, and then the the um, the Las Vegas casinos will pay for the stations. So the way that it works is like it's real. It's a really actually a genius way to get your hyperloop or your boring company into the city where it's like, Hey, we'll pay for the tunnels, but, uh, are you guys interested in paying for the station? And Bellagio is going to say no when it's like, Hey, all right, well, we're going to go to Bali's down the road or all right, fine. We're going to go to the Mandalay down the road and they're getting one. So if you don't get one, you're going to look like the worst version. You're going to look like you're not trying to pay for your, uh, the people who like the people who are going to be coming to the casino, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. So that's gra- separate. That's separate from like the hyperloop. You said the, what? The thing in Las Vegas is separate from the hyperloop. It's yeah. like a, just a underground, like just sort of like a train, but. So the, what's different about the boring company is that it pretty much, it's a Tesla owned company. So. The Hyperloop is going to use Teslas and you drive the car up onto a skateboard and that skateboard shoots you through the tunnels to your destination. So there's a lot of different stops, but it's going to pretty much wrap all the way down to Fremont Street, down Las Vegas Boulevard, where all of the massive uh, casinos are, and then Mm -hmm. loop you back around. So right wow. now, the only way to do that is above ground services. And there's a lot of traffic that that creates. So having this underground system uh, where cars can move at a much higher speed because they're on this skateboard 
uh, will lessen traffic. So it's a really interesting thing that's already been approved. So it's something mm-hmm. like that's already moving. Uh, and what's a better way for Teslas to be seen than in Las Vegas? Las Vegas is doing a lot of uh, interesting things. We talked about last last pod about how they already have self-driving vehicles there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're looking to improve the city more with the boring company. It's like your city, bro. I did not, I didn't love it that much. My city's Boston till I die, but it is very interesting. I wish Boston would take some of their, some of their, uh, forward thinking. Yeah. God, that's, uh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. They're gonna have to make new tunnels. Yeah. So that's what the boring company does. They, they, it's boring. Like they literally bore tunnels. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's uh, um, yes. Yeah. It just made me think of the homeless people in the sewers and like. Oh yeah, how gonna, what's how, if they're gonna be displaced? Yeah. Oh, that's it's gonna good. be like too loud for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. We should so, yeah, keep up with that. Two new forms of transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should um, once that I mean just like stay on track with that with the hyperloop develops yeah and the apple car oh yeah i already have uh i have notifications for uh virgin hyperloop on really (laughs) quarterly (laughs) i have quarterly i have quarterly notifications about virgin hyperloop i already invested in virgin galactic i would i'm i would be even more excited to invest in virgin hyperloop are they not public yet no uh, I think they've only been they've only been working since 2015, and it's also interesting. The Hyperloop is another Elon Musk creation. Yeah, see, he's a fucking yeah. It's really crazy, to be reckoned like, with. And in I think I just don't know if enough people know about all the things that he's tr- that he has his hands in. So it's like I love telling people that he did PayPal because a lot of people don't know that. Don't even know that exactly. So yeah. it's like when because when I when that's why when I was talking I'll forget who I was speaking with but I was like yo this is probably the greatest straight up inventor since Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Like actually somebody who has like twenty different things that they created that were groundbreaking. Yeah, he's a fucking he's a pioneer. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you guys posted and notified about that. I would love to follow it. Um, yeah, absolutely love to follow it. So, word, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get into some existential questions? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a breath together. <laughs> First question is a funny question. I just wanted to. Hey, I'm ready I just wanted to. I wish I lit my candle, but it's okay. Yeah, I got my candle f- flaming. Wow. <laughs> Am I flopping? Am I selling? <laughs> um, I thought this one was just funny because it's sort of funny. Is free will an illusion or are we just cogs in a greater machine? Is free will an illusion? 
or are we cogs in the machine? This was, um, this, this makes me think about something that I read in one of my favorite books called The Three-Body Problem, where they asked this question, and the protagonist at the time responded by saying that he believes that, and it also shows a little bit of what I believe, too, where I think people believe that there's more free will than there is, and that people believe that their decisions are like a are like a, a creek where if you make one decision you turn one way and if you make another one you turn a different yeah. way in that you have control over what happens in the direction that that creek chooses but in reality we're just a part of one massive river that flows in one direction mm -hmm. And no matter what decision that we make or do has no true change of the direction of the massive river. Um, so I would say that, and with that case, he was saying that there is no true free will. Like you can make your decisions, but it's all a part of one design. So it doesn't really matter. What you how you decide or how you choose to what decisions you make. Right. I hear you. So we be, we are cogs in a greater machine. You'd say. Yeah. yeah. I've not saying that you that because the thing about it though is it's like the preface that it doesn't mean that the things you decide just don't matter. Right. But it just means that they have less. They have less uh, determinants on, like the bigger picture. where everyone else goes. Yeah. So it's like we are in a way cogs in a machine. True. But that I feel like, I feel like that is the less uh, people think about that. Don't think that way. I think like more people think about it. We're like, yes, we do have free will. Yeah, like the people that believe in like manifesting stuff by like talking about it a lot and thinking mm. positive and stuff. Mm. Well, how how do you feel about um, it? Um, I think I don't think free will is an illusion. Like you can act freely. I think, but mm -hmm. like you said, I don't think like you're going to have a crazy impact on people just by having like free will or like acting willy nilly. I don't hmm. know. It's a weird question. I feel like it should be like, do you think we have free will or are we just cogs in a machine? Not is free will an illusion. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, because that does open... Because cause you said if we think we're free, right? Yeah. Well, it's... That is interesting you said that. Because it absolutely is an illusion. Like, if... It's a mind state where, like, you... Because it's freedom is whatever 
you think it is. Because somebody who is severely subjugated their whole lives will think that they're leave, living a free life. You know what I mean? They can do whatever they oh, want. Okay, or they yeah, can yeah. do things that they want to do. But in reality, it's probably just a really small version of what somebody who lives in a forest right, yeah. can, can feel. You know what I mean? That's true. I didn't think about it like that. Huh. So it is a little bit like, I think it's most definitely an illusion. Like you can't just do, especially here. Yeah, I guess like you, you can't, can't really do ev- like live anything. free, free. Yeah. Some of my New Hampshire people who will listen are going to be like, live free or die. <laughs> I've kept hearing that a bunch. Bunch of New Hampshire people. I, I've never like heard anyone like lit, like actually say that. I just read it on all the license plates. Live free, free or die. Yeah. This person was using it like that. <laughs> wow. It's the south of the north. It um, is. It really is. All right. So That's the next it. question is... What would life be like without suffering? Is suffering a necessary part of human existence? Thoughts? I say it is necessary. Explain. Because I think that it's something that you need to have the dichotomy. You need to have both. You can't just have full happiness. Um, it's like, it's, it's like if everything was just perfect all the time and everything was wonderful and everything was great, I think that if it was like that, I don't I think at a certain point people wouldn't be happy right, with it yeah. or they wouldn't feel fulfilled or they would feel mundane or they would feel just like worn out by it right. by everything being so good all mm-hmm. the time like there is no bad there is no suffering like you have to have it to have to have a true understanding of when it is actually good or when it when things are good you have to have an understanding of when things are bad right I think, like, we need it to give us reference. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I don't think it's, like, necessary for, like, humans to exist, but it is... Yeah, definitely not necessary for, for like, exist, leading, yeah. like, a fulfilling and, like, wholesome life. Like, it's definitely, like you said, mm-hmm. like, the two, like, it's like a balance sort of thing where yeah. you... When you're like, when you have good things happen to you, you appreciate them because you know what it is like to suffer. So like you're more like whatever, grateful for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if like someone was to like just have good things happen to them for their entire life, Mm -hmm. they would like, they just wouldn't enjoy it by the end it would like turn into suffering what's crazy is that it this is this is more controversial but i think that if if somebody just felt the good or just felt 
was had like a perfect lifestyle. I think in some way their actions or decisions would cause them to seek it out. Yeah. Like you'd want you you wouldn't want to necessarily subjugate yourself to suffering, mm-hmm. but you want to be by it or you want to be around it. Right. Or in by 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 probability you'll most likely find mm-hmm. it because you're looking for it. Yeah. Like uh it always it's always for example like if I think if I look at somebody from like a really nice neighborhood, they lived a great lifestyle and whatever, but a lot of times you end up seeing that kid who ends up looking for looking for like the bad neighborhood or trying to seem like he's down or seem like he's yeah. hard like but the thing about it is that people who actually live those lifestyles, it's it's one of suffering. It's one that's difficult. It's one right, that's hard. Yeah. And it's not something that they would ever seek out or something that they don't want. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's looked at as good. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Like weird it, dynamic. I, I think it overlaps when we talked about... Uh, we, talk, we talked about if one day you could... Uh, if you could have full ranged control over your emotions, uh, would you ever want to feel sad? Oh, yeah, or would yeah, you yeah. ever want to to That's feel true. it? And I, I think, I think, at least I ended up coming to that conclusion. I don't know if you end up agreeing with it. Was that it'd probably be one day where it was flipped, where like you feel happiness all the time, but you want to feel sad you want to feel depressed because it's just so good yeah. or you feel just so perfect all the time <laughs> that you'd search right, it out yeah hmm. yeah good point it brought it back to that other question um one last one uh is it scarier to think we are the most advanced form of life in the universe or that we could be among the least advanced forms of life. I think it's scarier that we could be among the least advanced forms of life. Well, I'm still trying to figure out which is worse. I think they're both terrible, (laughs) but I hope I want to see if your explanation to see if that could, uh, Give me some insight. Um, I mean, I just think if there's like life that's more advanced than us, then they're either like watching us and not interacting with us for some weird reason. And like, like, cause they could, yeah, we could be so far down the totem pole that they can't even recognize us. Yeah. Or, like, they can't even bother with us because we're so, you know, on it, or not. What's the opposite of advance? Primitive. We're like apes. Or, like, I don't know. That just seems scary to me than, like, if there's, like, you know, a world of, like, pigs. Or a planet full of just pigs. But what does that mean? Because I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I'm leaning that way anyway. Yeah. But what does that mean for? Because what does that mean for humanity? Does is that if we're the most advanced, 
would it, it really I guess it would really depend on if you're an optimist or a nihilist or if you think that it's our responsibility to be the most advanced because as of right now being the most advanced on our own planet we're going to destroy it yeah. pretty much where it's like what does that mean for the responsibility of man if we are the most advanced and does that mean that we have free range and can just do whatever we want as we're doing here Mm. or does that mean that it's our responsibility to protect what we have or protect what there is? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like aliens are hey. scary and pigs are not scary. That's, like, all I, I've really thought about. I didn't really think yeah. about, like, the... I think that was a... I think this is a great question because it really does pose a lot of... Uh, I think it poses some ethical questions, too. Yeah, like, the responsibility of humans or, like... Yeah. Because uh, for me, I look at it like if we're the least advanced, we should just shut up, stay quiet, and not take any responsibility. <laughs> Worry about ourselves. Yeah, true. <laughs> <clears throat> we might be the most advanced. Who knows? There's no way to know, unfortunately. No. Until someone like reaches no. out, maybe. Mm. But I think we live at a really... I think this is a wonderful time to live because... It doesn't look like anyone's coming here anytime soon. Yeah. But we can see uh, a lot of things around us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to pose this thing real quick, just in, in so you can hear it uh, right now. So what's interesting is that this is the way that a galaxy works or a local group works is that there's our local group. And then there, we can't even see the next closest local group next to us. So not just our galaxy, um, not just our uh, our solar system, but our entire galaxy. So the Milky Way galaxy, mm-hmm. right? Then the next closest one is the Andromeda galaxy. So we can see our, the galaxy. Uh, we can see on a galactic level, yeah. right? But local groups are created of galaxies. So the way that it works at the local group level is that gravity is pulling in on itself. So at some point, all of the galaxies neighboring to us will form one massive galaxy, right? Okay. So at that point, so far in the future, we're talking about trillions of years in the future. At that point, when the galaxies combine... Beings who live at that point won't be able to see their next closest local group. So they'll believe that they are the only galaxy in the universe. But right now, since we're at such a younger stage of the development of the universe, we're able to see our next closest local group. So we know that there's other local groups in other galaxies out there. But deep into the future, these beings might not even know that there's even another local group exists. They'll think they're the only ga- they're the only galaxy right, yeah. in the universe. Wow. So we're at a really interesting time to live right yeah. now. Um, and for it to be able to observe things. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was pretty interesting and will show like what, how it's so different, you know? Yeah, I that is really interesting. I didn't know that. <sighs> 
I guess it makes so sense. Um, like, I like that question yeah. a lot, though. Great posed question. Uh, I thought it was a cool one. Um, Absolutely. I thought, I yeah, that was really cool. I liked it. I hope, I hope the people listening will love yeah, it, too. Yeah, send us what you think about the they should. Uh, DM us about the existential questions, if you like, if you want to give your input. Mm-hmm. If you have any crazy thoughts yeah. you want to see if they make sense, DM us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely post them on here. These are our segments. Uh, the end of uh, our Thursday episodes, we're going to be doing existential questions. It's uh, something that we do here on DTMS. Um, yeah, absolutely. Love to hear other people's perspectives on it, too. Hell, yeah. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Follow too. us. Absolutely. Thank you for on listening. On Instagram at DTMS underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. We do other things too, other type of question based things for the community. Uh, we're doing a cereal basket bracket right now. You got uh, it right successful. the first time. Uh, you huh? said it right the first time. I That's know. That's crazy. I know. I, if I wasn't looking directly at it right now, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have. But. Um, yeah, we're, uh, posed to post another one today. Uh, I posted one, I think, yesterday. Uh, yeah, so, uh, if you want to take part in it, follow us. Hell yeah. Vote, and Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, everybody. See Thanks ya. for listening. Peace.